Driving with Quisha. It's a party with Quisha. Loud mouth for Jesus. Inspiring the people. Driving with Quisha. What's up, world? This is the Driving with Quisha podcast. I just had a moment with Jesus. Y'all have no idea. I was like, God, protect me from recording the words that are coming out of my mouth right now but I still I feel so refreshed because I know that God wants us to be super transparent with him he wants us to be fully honest and humble before him and one of the things that where I take that from scripture that I find encouragement is King David and how he'd be so honest with God God this is all I'm going through I'm mad just from enemies da 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 at the end of the, the psalm he'll be like but god i know you're good you'll take care of me so on and so forth there's a balance but that refreshing balance only comes when we release the truth of our heart i want to encourage you to release the truth in your heart and as i was releasing the truth to, in my heart and i was just so bothered i felt like god was like just learn just learn from this lesson just learn from this this issue that you're 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 going through and then i'm actually over i'm over it though i'm super passionate about it. if anybody talks to me i will probably raise my voice with excitement and speak very quickly because i'm passionate about that i am passionate about um combating spiritual war you know remind being mindful that we are in a war in the spirit realm i am very very I would say protective of that word that God put in me, that truth, that revelation, that perspective of ministry that God's given me. And what, the, what, I, what I felt when I was chatting with God just now and I was pouring out my heart is that this, this is one of the reasons that I could clash with someone who is my brother or sister in Christ is because I'm arguing ministry with them. And what I don't I don't know if that makes any sense to someone, but I'll try to explain it. And what it is is my perspective and the thing that God put me on this earth to combat, what God put me on this earth to add, what God put me on this earth to highlight and emphasize. Because I believe God does put a certain emphasis on his children. When we share him, when we share the word of God, when we speak from a place of ministry. God's given us a certain holy perspective from him. And it's not that it's leaving certain scriptures out, which is concerning when I feel like people do that, but but it's it's being more it's emphasizing certain parts of the word of God because that's what's true to us because we walk life out and we and and, and from that place or through that place and we have a revelation or wisdom, a holy download from God because of where we came from. And I just, I hope that I would start noticing it more. You know, I'm not going to argue ministry with someone. What my ministry purpose and gift is may not be someone else's, but that's not a means for me to be at ends and odds and at war with my brother or sister in Christ. That's absolutely never my perspective or my goal or my hope that I would be at odds with my brother or sister in Christ for any reason. I believe that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. 
And I, and I know that scripture talks about hating evil and, and clinging to what is good. I know that scripture talks about demonic forces. It speaks about Satan. It speaks about the heart of man. It talks about evil desires, a wicked heart, you know, a tongue, how dangerous the tongue can be. I mean, the thing is, that's so keen to me because of because of the life that I've walked out to this point where I've encountered so much spiritual warfare in very specific way. Like you can't sell, tell me that that didn't happen. I've had, I've had straight up encounters with demons in the more, I would say purest form, not to, not to say that they're pure, but that there's it is so clear that that is not God and that's straight from hell. I've had physical encounters with demons. And the thing is that not everybody's coming from that perspective. And I get it. And I don't have a problem with you walking out your own salvation with fear and trembling. But there are people who need what God put in me just as much as there are people who need what God put in you, right? So I say, live out your truth and don't hurt other people who are living out their truths. As long as our truth is rooted in God and we're going down the narrow way that leads to life, we're on the right path. And I think we should be careful not to attack one another for any reason. But I think doctrine and all these things can kind of get us messed up. Jesus, God, I'm sorry, in the Bible, Jesus the word became flesh, but in the word, it does talk about not kind of having, um, I, I call it bickering, but being contentious or arguing about um, holidays, basically, or, you know, so, uh, Sabbaths and different things like that. And I wish I could think of the scripture reference. But it tells us not to get to argue about those things. I mean, why would God put that in his word? I think it has. I think if I'm wrong, Lord, please correct me. I want God to correct me. I don't want to be telling people wrong things. You know what I'm saying? But I really believe anything I say, you should take to God. Be like, Father, is she even on track? She's super fire and passionate about it. But she might be wrong. I might not have the revelation right, or I might not have a revelation at all from God. So ask God. But I really believe that God puts things in his word for a reason. He doesn't just put things in his word. And there is this, there is this scripture that tells us not to argue about these things. And I believe it's because God knows we will. And he's reminding us, don't do it. Don't get distracted by these little things. And, and part of the reason I think that we will argue is because we're human and we have not only our own issues and pride and stuff like that, and we want to defend ourselves. That's my issue and that God's working out at me. But the thing is that we also have just our own ministry. I can't remember which apostle, disciple of Jesus it was or the two that it was, but they were walking together. And then one was like, I need to go over here. And the other one's like, I'm not called over there. There was a disagreement on where they're supposed to be going, but they made peace about just going the route that they felt led, that God's leading them down. And I, and that might be in the book of Acts. I really believe that people get stuck on people not conforming to people. We're supposed to be so open to God that if he says, go this way 
And yeah, that's not where I'm sitting. Your close friend, but I'm calling you here. Your close friend needs to honor me and the call that I put on your life and, and, and send you off with a blessing. But too often, people will argue if someone's being moved by God instead of praying for them. That if God doesn't want them to go down that path, they will redirect their steps. So why don't we pray? I wonder, I wonder why don't we pray? We're so busy trying to force our own opinions and perspectives and ministries on people instead of just accepting, hey, you know what? God's moving in their life and I trust God in there. So I'm going to pray. I might say, hey, if that's God, you know what? Hey, my blessing and peace is with you. You know what I'm saying? If it's not God, may he give you clarity about that, you know? I love what Heather Lindsay was saying about our gifts because I have a ministry called I Hate Satan and it gets flack. It gets flack from Christians because they're like, oh my gosh, it's a strong word. Oh my gosh, Satan. Blah, blah, blah. I don't want to wear a shirt that says Satan on it. Listen, you read a Bible that says it. I don't know. I don't understand what your problem is, but I'm not going to force you to agree with me. And I tried to at the beginning. And I'd argue people from a place of my ministry, the ministry that God put in me. I would argue people who didn't have that same understanding, revelation, or whatever. And there have been people that have come to, I've seen them, God, give them the revelation in a matter of time. It's not me saying, I'm right, you're wrong, you're near, neener. It's literally saying, I trust God working in you. I trust God working in me. I'm going to let God do what he do, and I'm not going to fight you because you don't see things my way or because you don't see what God is revealing to me. He's revealing it to me. If you can't see it, that's between you and God. I can pray for you, but I cannot force your hand or force your eyes to see what God's showing me. And I think, why don't we pray? I love that song, when we pray, oh, oh, oh. Don't you know, I forget his name, something Wells. I feel bad because I don't give complete information sometimes. But I think it's Terrence. Terrence Wells, oh gosh, I'm sorry. But I love that song because I think that Christians forget to pray. And I remember that I was on a radio show. I like called in to answer something about racism, which I'm super passionate about race, diversity. And I was like, the church needs to pray. He's like, we can pray. The host is like, you can pray, but you got to do something else. Uh, is that is? I don't think he said you have to do something else. I think he basically was like, is that it? Like, you just pray. And for me, I say start with God and what he wants to tell us to do and then do that. When you saw in the Bible where people realized they were sinning, they would fast and they would seek God. They would pray. Um, Job, I'm sorry, Jonah's situation with the people of Nineveh, they fasted. They realigned with God because they realized they weren't. If we really want to hear what God wants to say, we're going to have to pray. You have to sit still and let him talk back to you. And I don't know why the church doesn't do that. I'm at, I'm at odds. I'm not really, but my sister in Christ is tripping. I'm not going to lie. I'll love her. I'll do respect. But she's personally tripping and is coming and pouring over on me and trying to be a stressor for me. And and I rebuke in the name of Jesus. It's not allowed to be a stressor for me. But it's because she ain't praying like that. Not that she doesn't pray. She prays. But it's not a trusting God like 
and, and I believe that we will get to that point because she confessed that she would do that more. But the reason we've had issues is because she was trying to force, enforce, enforce my hand to do what she wanted me to do. Instead of saying, Kalisha, here's this idea, pray about it. It was more like, I'm gonna fight you about it, right? It's more heavy handed and, and controlling. And which comes off as self-righteous, whether it's be, to be intended self-righteous or not, it comes off that way. Because you didn't give me time to pray. You didn't give me time to ask God what he wants me to do. So anyways, I believe we need to pray. If we feel like someone's going in the wrong direction, pray for them. Be available for God to use you if he wants you to step in and do something. But God can, God, God is the one that changes hearts, my friend. It ain't us. I don't know why year after year, generation after generation, people think they can change people. Why don't we learn? That's the beauty of a history book. You can go back and see. You can't change nobody. You can look back and learn from some stuff. I could go back into my generations and see. You can't change people. And you can't protect people so much that they become better because that's not what makes them become better. Them having to slip and fall works. That works. And that's where I was wrong in my friendship with my with this lady is because I tried to protect her. Ill-advised, I suppose. But I didn't handle it right. But I'm okay with learning, and I think that's what God's telling me. Just learn. You're still alive. And, and it's funny because I feel like that's God's perspective. Learn from it. Do the action steps to improve and learn from it. Don't sit here and cry about how much you suck or how you could have done better and just waddle in self-pity. But, you know, I call it getting over it, but I understand that some people take that the wrong way, but, but let's move forward. Progress is progress, my friends. Let's go in the, in the right direction. Let's pray, get rightly aligned with God, and, and then listen to what he's saying so we can go in the direction he wants us to go. That's how we win. So for me, I have to make sure I pray because I don't know how things got haywire in this interaction that I have with a friend because if I'm praying right, See, I don't mind turning the finger back on myself. I don't mind putting the mirror up. If you have a problem putting the mirror up or pointing at yourself and saying, what did I do wrong? God, help me, fix me, heal me, deliver me, rescue me, set me free, give me clarity. Then there's a problem with your heart already. But ask God, where, where did I foul up? You know, where did I foul up in this? Where did I mess up? He'll tell you. He'll tell you. So I know that I have my issues and I tell people that enough. And I don't like running around telling people what their issues are. But we should be examples of light, of love, of hope, of help, of healing for people so that they can come up to that place. If we're strong in that area, be examples of that strength so people can rise up to that occasion, to that character trait. 
but just telling people they suck and they should get better is not going to be the health, the best, most efficient solution. It's going to be a forced solution and it's not going to be something that lasts long and without bitterness. So anyway, don't argue ministry, homie. Like literally, I don't like to tell people what to do, but I just did. Don't, I really believe God said, don't argue ministry. What Heather Lindsay was saying about, you know, your gift, like you write books and you're like thinking all your friends are going to love your books. They're not your audience. And that's what I got over with my ministry, my t-shirts. I have my audience. People who know the demons are real and people who know that, you know, the hell's real. There's people who've gone to hell. They've claimed to have gone to hell. I know that I've experienced hell on earth. I know that I've experienced some pretty heavy stuff. And I know that just watching the news that there, that this is a fallen world and Satan is busy. But if not everybody sees it that way, I'm not mad at you. I can pray for you if God needs to reveal something to you. But either way, if he doesn't or he does, I still love you. I respect you. I, I don't have a problem with you having your own opinion. And, and I think it's funny. I'm just going to throw this in here. There's people out there that God sends. He, he, I believe God sends them to test me. If I will be more concerned about what they say about me than what he says about me. There are people out there who try to tell me who I am and they don't even know me. Uh, obviously, because you just, you've given me a wrong description of myself. So you obviously don't know me. But there are people who will tell you who you are incorrectly, misjudge you, and and basically lie about you to your face. And you have to be like, dude, listen, I hear God more than I hear you. I care more about what God says about me than I care about what you're saying about me. I love you. I bless you to the core and all from that. But I'm not going to take a misinformed confession of me as who I am I know who I am I'm the one sitting with Jesus all the time I'm, I'm being me the whole time you just cross paths with me every now and then and I might look like somebody or I might done something that looked their mind you somebody who think I'm that person in the same way but listen my name is Laquisha and even if you know another Laquisha you think that people have I've introduced myself and people have been like oh look like that when did I say my name that way I don't say my name that way people automatically will think I'm hood because I'm black because my name is Laquisha people I mean listen to me do I sound hood I mean, seriously I don't have a problem with the hood I think there's a lot of intelligence and it sucks to see so much smartness happening just stuck in the hood but ain't really becoming these multi-million billion dollar industries and businesses that they could be. I, I think the hood is fantastic because there's a lot of smart people there, but it's not cultivating that intelligence. There's a lot of invention there. But anyways, I'm not hood. So, although I am an inventor, but I'm not hood. And people will assume that of me. I like to wear hoodies so my ears get cold. People will think that, I mean, they will treat me like I'm going to rob them or I'm going to, just because that's how I, because of my complexion, honestly, my melanin bothers people. I don't have time to people please people. You don't have time to people, you got life to live, homie. And the stuff that the enemy is trying to stir up in your life, you got to be like, 
God, please handle that because I don't have time to do it. I have stuff to do. You don't give me assignments. I don't need to take Satan's assignments. I need your assignments. I need to follow through what you've given me to do. And that's my confession. Right in this moment, I say, God, I don't want Satan's assignments. I want your assignments for me. In the name of Jesus, have your way in me, God. Thank you, Father. I, I know I know. Look, the thing is, know who you are in God. Know that you know that you know who you are in God. Hallelujah. Like, no. Hallelujah. Know who you are in God. Because when the contrary stuff comes up, it ain't even going to stick. Like someone told me, they used to work at a bank, and the only the way that they could, the way that they were trained to spot a fake was to only study the real $100 bill or whatever big bill it was they had to study the real one because if you deal long enough with the real you can smell the fake fake you can see the fake you can notice the fake you can feel the fake like this ain't it it's the same when people try to say something opposite your character when you sit with god long enough and he tells you who you are if somebody comes by and says something contrary you don't grab a hold of that like it's true it might be tempting to do because it's easy because they're pressuring you maybe in the way that they're speaking or the way that they're speaking is so soothing that you feel like they're coming from the right place. Listen, know who God says that you are because then you don't have to shrink or conform to any other identity. Reality is you can't maintain them other identities anyway. You can only be who God says you are to the truth you know, 100% of the time, or sorry, at some point, your 100 is going to pop out. Let's just say that. Like you can fake it. 50% that. A little bit of this. Whatever. Whatever. But at some point. They're really going to pop out. So. Know who that is. Love. Choose to love who that is. Choose to protect who that is. I'm going to protect me. I'm going to love me. I got so much to grow. I just imagine me listening to this later. Being like. God brought you really far from there. This is where I am right now. And I don't have a problem with growing in the Lord. I don't have a problem with being who God says that I am. And getting better. And becoming more. And going further. And I want that for you guys. 